Hey guys, and welcome to Luke's Home C2C League. This is Luke Probasco and Jacob Belleville. And we decided to start a podcast about our home C2C League. Something, add a little bit, something unique to, to our league. Raz some of our league mates, talk about some of our strategies. I'm hoping at some point we can get our league mates on and we can talk about their strategies and Maybe after our rookie draft or our uh, freshman draft, talk about you know some of the players we picked, why we picked them, things like that. And hey, if you're ready to wheel and deal, like hey, who's who's on the block? So just kind of have some fun with this league, and and uh, also we're doing our weekly recaps in the chat, and that just took a lot so i'm like it's easier to talk than it is to write and i do everything on my phone so i'm like all right i'm just gonna i'm pretty sure i missed like the last five weeks (laughs) (laughs) it it was hard it was a lot so i'm like oh if i can just like do a podcast yeah but then you you got chad like jacob where's the recap chad i'm doing this for free (laughs) maybe chad can yeah maybe maybe you can do a recap real quick (laughs) so i think i think it'll be fun and i think people enjoyed hearing the recaps and how much I hate Malik Willis. So, yeah, (laughs) but, um, so originally in the summer I'd asked like, Hey, would you be willing to join this C2C league? What were your like thoughts and, and how do you think this first year went? Um, I, I was excited about it because like, really I'm only, I've only been doing dynasty for, like I think the last two years before that and like it just doing dynasty ruined like re- my redraft leagues. Like I don't want anything to do with them really. Um, and I just kept wanting to join more dynasty leagues and then this kind of popped up and I'm like, okay, this is like, you can have one league and devote like all the football time that you want into just like your, t- this team. Like it, it's almost like being a GM of a team. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I really like that dynamic of like, you know, there's pants on both sides, so I can just like, hey, I'm just going to play the college side. I don't care about the NFL side. You don't get as much money, but hey, it's something. Yeah, or, for, me, for me, like I basically I was just interested in getting players that I think are going to go to the NFL and make my NFL team win for the next decade. Like that's yeah. what that was the entire thing. Like I I took swings and misses on guys that I mean, shit, didn't even play it down, but. At the same time, I'm still happy that I got some of them on my on my roster, like Jameer Gibbs. Like he he really didn't do a whole bunch at Georgia Tech. Like couldn't really play him on your college side, but like going to Alabama now. Like I mean, Eric Gilbert. Like <laughs> what happened? Like what if he you know is is good to go? I mean, like that's a that's an extreme like athletic prospect that yeah. you could see being like. Pro bowler in the NFL. Yeah, so he was supposed to be the next Kyle Pitts. Yeah, so that's I kind of valued that over like any kind of production that they had already had coming in. And then obviously I was I got lucky where I had the second pick and was able to get like a Bijan Robinson, who I think we're all pretty excited to see just get to the NFL. Like I really personally, I could care less if he plays next year in college. So I mean, that's yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like, I mean, it'd be nice to get the production, right? But like, I also don't want him to be like injured going into the NFL draft and all that. So, just have a lot of wear on your treads on your tires, and like, hey, be sh- was it Kirby Smart going out and saying like, 
hey, here's my recruiting pitch, guys. Like, we're going to get like three really good running backs. Everyone's going to play. You're going to be fresh for the NFL. Like, that's yeah. what you want. I mean, that, but same, like, I don't want it to affect like their their draft status. Like, does he go from a first rounder to now getting drafted in the second? Like, I don't want that either because, you know, if you're a first round running back, you get a lot of run unless you're Clyde Edwards Lair, I guess. But, <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, I, th- I really like the whole like dynamic of, you know, picking those college studs and, and hey, can they make it onto my team? And then, then you have to wait, you know, for some of the guys, you know, running backs a little bit less, where it's like, wait for that development. Like, you know, quarterbacks are going to take just a little bit, tight ends are supposed to take like forever. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, running backs can get their shot right away. And then, like, you know, it's, it's been kind of crazy to see the NFL wide receivers. It used to be the, hey, year three, that's the breakout. But I don't know if that's a thing anymore or it's just the wide receivers are just, like, that much better or, the, or we just got spoiled the last few years. Probably a combination of everything, but I think even just the rule changes make it easier to pass the football. Like, that, it, that's just reality. So, like, I mean, you don't. I guess you don't need to like be as skillful as you may once needed to be. I don't know. But, gotcha. I mean, you even see it with like passing yards and touchdowns, like records are being written every single year. So it's like those yards go to wide receivers and, you know, tight ends and stuff like that. So like the numbers should go up, but. Yeah, I hear you. So looking at our, our league, on the college side, I kind of took that approach um, and analyzed teams during the year. You took the NFL side. For the NFL side, who do you feel are like the teams to beat for this 2022 year? 2022, I think I put my team in that kind of running, like basically starting next year through next like probably four or five is going to kind of be my window to win. And then who knows after that, depends on how these freshman drafts kind of work out and all that. But yeah, I think my team, Nate will still have a good team. You're getting older, Nate. You're getting older. You shouldn't have, he should have kept Gibson is what he should have done. <laughs> um, I kind of like, uh... I mean, Grim has a good team. It's just, he, he could have a really good team if he just like started trading some of those quarterbacks that he's hoarding. Have them. You can only have yeah. two. You can only start two, but you got to have 20. That's what well, I always say. That's fine if like the rest of your team is loaded too, but like he could, I mean, he's only, I think I counted up. He has 11 wide receivers like on his total roster. Oh, yeah. They're Oreo thin, right? Oreo thins, man. <laughs> uh, and then. I kind of like uh, Patrick's team. Like he kind of had a little bit of a injury bug, but you know he's got some solid wide receivers and quarterbacks. I think next year. Yeah. Yep. I think. I think there's a couple teams. I think really any of the teams can be competitive, like year to year. Right now, the problem is, is like you gotta like avoid injuries, and so like that's yeah. kind of like once my season was over, that's kind of what I addressed. I'm like, I just need more depth. I just need more bodies to be able to put in there and get some points from. Hashtag Nate's story. 
Nate's yes. probably had the best team and just had some injuries and wasn't able to put it together there. Well, yeah, because now you're going from, you know, you're putting in like Christian McCaffrey. Well, now that spot is being taken up by, I don't even know who, like <laughs> I've got people on that, on that roster in the NFL side that I've never heard of. Godwin Iquibuike. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was that Detroit? Was that right? Yep. Detroit. But really good yeah. athlete, but he played linebacker his entire life. And now they, now they put him at running back, but. Oh, who else? Oh, there's like some interesting things because now we got some people retiring. So you got Tom Brady, which I think Tom Brady's on Corey's team. I haven't analyzed teams yet, but I don't know how many quarterbacks Corey has or Big Ben retired. I think Big Ben's on Brett's team. Um, so Superflex really like to start two quarterbacks, and if you don't got the quarterbacks to start, that's uh, rough. Luckily, Corey has like three quarterbacks coming in, but they well, you even, even look at like the quarterbacks that were supposed to be going into the draft this year, and like Spencer Rattler was supposed to be going first overall. He's not, and yeah. so it's like no one really knows what they're doing with quarterbacks on the college side until they actually perform in the NFL. So like it's like good luck. I mean, you're just going to have to, like, I'm basically taking the approach. You got to paint by numbers. I mean, just have a bunch of them and see what, what happens. And like thing is they got to clog up your roster till they're seniors half the time before they even have that season where they're on the NFL radar. I think that's uh Patrick's goal there with his college team. He's got like 12 quarterbacks, 13 quarterbacks. I don't know, but I mean, it's a strategy. Here's, here's Corey's quarterbacks. Eason, Keenum, Corral, Ritter, Josh Allen, and then Tom Brady just retired. So, like, that could be – oh, and Fitzpatrick. So he could be in some hurt. And he pretty sure made the playoffs this, this year. Yeah, well, come draft, I could be hurting at quarterback too. <laughs> so – all it um, takes is for the, the Eagles to take somebody else and decide that yeah. this isn't the guy, and all of a sudden I've got Lamar, and then that's it. Yeah. And uh, Brett, so he has Big Ben. So with that, he has uh, Taysom Hill, Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, and Jameis Winston. So another another rough Rough go. So, uh, Grim, if you got any trade partners, maybe target one of them. <laughs> well, he's in a tough spot now, too. I mean, all those guys sucked. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I love Justin Fields. And then you see him play. New coach. Like, oh, hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> new coach, new system. Don't know what you know what that's going to look like. So. Yeah. Apparently the coach is all that matters, man. <laughs> yep. Oh, Bill. All right. Um, college wise, I was I, I kind of looked at everybody's team and I put stock up for for my team because I didn't lose a whole bunch. Uh Ian, his team kind of got some steam there that laid at the end and yep. ended up uh, you know, doing pretty well. It was kind of terrifying to face, but I think, yeah, he, uh, his stock up, especially if uh, 
your boy Anthony Richardson gets to uh, play. Uh, that'll be nice for him. Uh, Brett doesn't. That was, the, that was the worst decision I made last year. Was like I was literally contemplating trading a pick for like one dollar fab, just so that I could get Anthony Richardson. Lo and behold, I should have. Like, it's just knowing, and it still eats at Jacob every night. Yeah, but now, now like the guy's untouchable. <laughs> My entire roster couldn't get Anthony Richardson away from me. And potential, potential just means you haven't done anything yet, and it's yeah. expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, also like Brett's team, so played him in the championship, and he lost guys, but his still t- his team's still pretty solid. Your team is got a pretty good uh, foundation, so I think uh, your team's going to perform pretty well. And then I put Patrick's team. Like, he only won one game last year, but he had some injuries. And I don't know. I just really like the guys he has. And I yeah, think he's, he's got a couple guys that I really like. So I think I think he uh, does about – Bounce back. Yeah, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if like Quentin Johnson actually like emerged as like the wide receiver one for that class. Like yep. that, that wouldn't be that all that surprising to me. Um, I mean, Kendall Milton. I don't know what's going on there. Like I, I really like that guy, but then Samir White's not that awesome. So it's like, what? Why isn't he getting more run? But or like he if, got hurt too. But if DJ Yoon like figures out how to throw a football. I'm kind of curious if, like, kind of goes back to coaching stuff. But they they had two offensive coordinators, like, two years ago. One left to go to uh, Southern Florida, USF, and one guy stayed behind, and then their offense looked like dog shit last year. It's not like they don't have good recruits. So it's like, hey, did the good offensive coordinator leave? Yeah. So, but Jackson Dart – Created a lot of noise going to Ole Miss, so I uh, he's kind of like his team. One like Mingo's coming back, like they're they're like I think Ole Miss is going to be pretty good. Uh, I I have mixed feelings about Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be like okay. Their defense isn't all that great, not like no. it was awesome last year either. But getting Zach Evans uh, helps with the running back spot too. But I think I think Old Miss is about to. There are a lot of rumors that uh, what's his name Kiffin was going to go to the NFL, and I've heard a lot of things from some guys that follow Old Miss that he wants out. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is like his last year or two, and then he goes back to the NFL. Talk about a coach that I used to like dislike so much but now i kind of like him <laughs> yeah what did you not like about him i don't know <laughs> I, I like i can't really put my finger like you know how you just like don't like you're like oh i don't like that coach like that kind of one of those things it wasn't specific but then now that he's like trolling uh brian kelly for his dancing videos like it's <laughs> oh, he, yeah, might, those... 
Those dancing videos are just so awful. I was just watching, like, I don't watch Sports Center at all, but it was like number nine on not top 10 plays. And that, like, and that, yeah, but then they went, the kid went to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, uh, <laughs> and then, like, the Portal King. Do you see that one? Uh-huh. He was, he was like photoshopped as uh, the Tiger King, and he's now the Transfer King. Pretty, pretty funny stuff. But my dark horse this year, I think, is Grim. Like he has a couple good players. We'll see what he does in the draft this year. Um, if it's like any other draft, like it probably won't be good. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Grim. But I think Grim's my my dark horse. So, like right now, my my college playoffs would be myself, Ian, yourself, Brett, and. Patrick and Grimm, so three and three. Last year, I think we had more from our division than the other division. I think it was like four to two, but this one I think it'll be a little bit more even. But I don't think also, I think, unless I prioritize like guys who are already in college in our freshman draft. I don't. I don't think I'll be in the playoff. No. Nope. I think. Cause I, I don't see. think I don't like like Jameer Gibbs. I don't think he's gonna get just all the carries at Alabama. I think it's still gonna be a committee. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right. They like even when they had Derrick Henry, I don't think they just gave him everything. Like he still split some of the yeah. work. So I mean the only one that they've done that with is Najee, but they still wanted Trey Sanders to be getting like twenty five percent of the carries, even during that season. But then he got hurt, so um, I want to touch on a couple trades that that we had. So, what do you feel was one of your best trades and one of your worst trades? My dog's barking. All right, I'll go. I'll go. So, so one of my best trades, I think, was with Patrick earlier in the season for offloaded Chase Edmonds. I don't even remember when. Maybe after week one or something. It was pretty early. So. Um, maybe it's week four. I don't know. It was pretty early though. Chase Edmonds for Keishon Boutte. Really feel good about Keishon Boutte. And uh, I think Chase Edmonds is a free agent this year. Like he really didn't do anything. So feel pretty good about that. The one I just feel really bad about is like I was really coming across like, hey, Jacory Brooks for Alabama. Like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a dude. And. Jermaine Burton, I thought, was going to be a dude. They just passed to the tight end there, Georgia. I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can get Brooks. I'll give uh, Ian my third. So we got 310 and Jermaine Burton for Corey Brooks. And then, lo and behold, Burton goes to Alabama. I'm like, well, damn, I think it just lost me a third-round draft pick. (laughs) So I was pretty bummed about that one. But we'll see how... Brooks ends up for me, but you want to touch on your best and worst? Yeah, I think the best one was the one that I just recently did with Nate. Um, basically getting uh, Michael Thomas, CMC, Kenneth Walker, Deuce Vaughn, uh, T. Higgins for DeAndre Swift and Gibson. And I think a couple of freshman picks in there too. But that one, more along the lines of like, I just think that like depth is going to be really important in this league, especially with how many like positions we start week to week. So um, that that basically did a lot to 
kind of get me closer to having that depth on my bench. Plus, then you flip for Kenneth Walker back to him. I did. And somehow somehow uh, Kenneth Walker <laughs> went up in value uh, the last couple weeks. So, yeah. And then uh, then you flip Deuce Vaughn to me. Yep. I don't know what it is about Deuce Vaughn, but I, I just know he's so small and he's got to be in the right thing for an NFL. But, like, I just love watching him in college. I'm like, I got to get him. Oh, yeah. He's, and, he's I, a- and I harassed you for, like, I don't know how many – how many days? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy's electric, but I mean, listen, I like every single person on my in on either of my rosters, like have NFL size. Like, like that is a player I'm definitely looking to move because yeah. like there's a lot of excitement around him too. So, I mean, he's going to help you on the college side for sure. But I just like I have no idea on the NFL side. We'll see what he looks like with Heisman Martinez coming into. Manhattan and see what that offense looks like. But I mean, he was standing next to like, there's a picture of him standing next to somebody. <laughs> the dude might be five, five. Like, <laughs> like you see, you see like how bad the schools are, are reporting their oh, no. heights and weights and stuff. Yeah, he, he was standing next to Rondell Moore and Rondell Moore had, had an injury. <laughs> He's like on. five, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. This is- so, Maybe he'll be one. I wonder if he's going to be one of those guys that ends up doing all four years and does the senior bowl type thing. I, just, I I think he still gets drafted. I mean, he's still going to be like able to do returns and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Yep. Just cracking the offensive lineup is going to be be a challenge. It's been a challenge for Rondell Moore too. I mean, I mean, I guess uh, what Tutu Atwell got signed so second round so yeah. Uh, what was one of your worst trades you feel like? Um, probably trading Noah Fant for just like I, I think I traded for like some CFB picks and then uh Brian Robinson. I just career wise, I think that could like that's probably not like Noah Fant's going to have a better career probably than anything that I use from that trade. Um, Potentially the worst one was I offered Noah Fant straight up for Terrace Marshall Jr. But that got rejected. And so I didn't have to bite that bullet. That was dodged it. Yeah. Dodged save, it. Saved by Grim. Um something I kinda wanted to touch on was just, you know, in general, just some kind of news going on. So there's a whole bunch of transfers. A stat I pulled up from Rival Rivals Mike on Twitter was this year, 3,298 FCS players, scholarship and walk-on, have entered the transfer portal since August 1st. I don't know how many total there are, but like that seems like a lot. And of that... Of the G5 players who committed to new schools, 42% of them moved to FCS schools, 31% stayed in the G5, and 27 moved up to Power 5, which I think is kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of times when you do the transfer portal, you go down. But we've seen a lot of people, I think, in this transfer portal move up. Like, uh, I think it was Cowing. Cowing. He went from, like, UTEMP to... Arizona, I believe. Um, 
was it Tinsley who's like NIU to Penn State? Yeah, I think so, not having to sit out that year of eligibility, like it's it like even one of my one of the guys that I really like is Isaiah Nayor. I almost went and got him with like in, during our free agent period, the the second one. The reason I did it was because he was playing for Wyoming. But the reality is, is like if he had that season, which he's going to Texas now, if he has that type of season out of Texas, well, then he's on the radar for NFL teams. Like that's just reality. The dude's 6'3", 210, and he can run. Like he's their deep threat. And so I'm actually – he's probably the one that I'm most like – that I'll probably reach for in our freshman draft to get somebody who's currently like on a college roster. Gotcha. So I guess um, who's going to reach first now that that information's out there? Who in the league is going to reach first? I think it's going to be interesting to see like how this plays out. Like, when do you take freshmen, incoming freshmen, and when do you take college producers, and when do you take you know college guys who have NFL upside? Because I mean, we only got the two two waivers a year, so like you know, the yeah. pool is pretty nice. Well, I mean, um, I think, think Nayor, like, he was like 42, he was like 40 some percent of that offense. Like, damn. like he's he's already broken out. So, yep. so, do you do you like an NFL sized receiver who's already broken out? I know I do. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? So, talking about transfers and and uh, college guys. Transferring. What about coaches and and leaving? Like, what are your, what's your thought stance on that? Like, are in this case, like Lincoln Riley, like, hey, deuces, like contracts not up, but hey, I'm out. I mean, I'm fine with it. Like now, now that there's no like, there's nothing keeping a college player staying at a university. Like that year of eligibility that they lose if they transferred before. Like now that that's gone, I'm fine with. Everybody moving around, like do what you want to do. If, but now I don't know. If, I think athletic directors are going to be tasked with not just coming up with a good contract; they're going to be tasked with like retaining their actual coaches, because it's happened a lot where coaches up and leave, and it's directly tied to like some, some I don't know, like institutional kind of BS. Which we could but they can't talk. run their program the way that they want to. Well. If you're going to pay somebody $10 million a year, why would you micromanage anything? I mean, pay me 100000 a year, and you can micromanage the crap out of my team. <laughs> <laughs> and and something I don't think a lot of people notice, because Lincoln Riley is just such a hot name, Oklahoma, USC, was Jay Norvell. He was a coach at Nevada, had Carson Strong, Rambo Dubs, Dubs. I'm not sure how to say it. We'll find out come draft day. Come combine, and <laughs> and uh, he was he went to Colorado State, their rivals. He signed a five year, nine million dollar contract, and I was like, "Wow!" Like to go to a rival, like that's all it took. Like I get nine millions a lot, but one point eight a year. I feel like in college football, isn't that much, but. Then, I think it was, 
like I don't know if you saw Nevada's bowl game, but they had like nobody play because everybody just like said deuces and they just followed them to Colorado State. Like they they were on like their fourth string quarterbacks. Like Carson Strong wasn't there. Their backup went to Colorado State. I don't know. It was and like I guess it just comes back to like okay, why'd they go? My like, my guess is like I don't know much about Nevada football, Colorado State football, but I would assume that they're just facilities and, and what they're able to provide. It was probably got to be so much better than what Nevada was. Well, I mean, that'd be my if, guess. But like, if that's the selling point, then what are you going to do to fix your facilities? Like, I mean, that's like if you want to retain coaches, like that's what it's going to take. So I can't wait to see a dumpster fire of Nevada this year. And uh, it's also not of- like it's not like recruits don't care about facilities too. Yeah, like if you want to get the good recruits, you need to upgrade your facilities. So that's probably why Carson Strong averages like negative four rushing yards a game. Probably. <laughs> but like talking about like dumpster fire, I we kind of talked about this a little pre-show, but I put it into our our channel about the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii and and their their coach and sounds like you know based on the cliff notes of it is he pretty much treated players on that team like um, Urban Meyer did in Jacksonville and treating them like dogs. And Yeah, but he coaches for Hawaii and he's not winning national championships. Yeah, exactly. There's a little bit of a difference. And uh, like even – so they had uh, 13 players hit the transfer portal and, and – and this is Todd Graham and his own son – transfers like i don't know how how bad it is or like your own son doesn't want to play it for for you and then he you know all these accusations come out and the school stands behind the coach you know which i think you have to but then it was really weird because then the state senate got involved and they're like you know todd's our man like he was they're all behind todd and then a couple days later, he resigns, and they they bring in Timmy Chang, who was their former QB from in 2000 to 2004. So we'll see what the Rainbow Warriors are able to do, but I feel like that's probably another dumpster fire. It's not like Hawaii was, like, super great, but... Yeah, it was just... I mean, the whole thing was bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I had trouble, like, just reading the facts about what was going on. And like keeping everything straight. <laughs> what What are your thoughts on Jackson State and like their whole recruitment process? So they're like a I team do. that's not they're not they're not eligible for any of our our stuff. But like, there's a lot of good. There's good they just got two guys in. that are better recruits than Iowa State has ever gotten in the the history of the program. <laughs> like, it, it's exciting because like. There's a prime example. There you have somebody, like, obviously I think there's some money being exchanged over there. But uh, but prime example, like, they don't have the best facilities. But the prime reality example, is, love it. Play on words, prime example. No, no, I just <laughs> I say that too much. But, but like, they, their facilities are trash. I mean, they just are. But their profits, like, since he's gotten there are, like, 100x. 
on what they're making for their football program. So as long as they keep, you know, going back to their facilities and addressing it, it's like their student body isn't like that small. Like, it's not like this tiny, like everybody wants to act like it's tiny, but that's just because like no one really cares about their, the sports teams for like most HBCUs. But like, I think it's exciting. And I think Iowa state, my college should be taking a few notes out of that book. Go hire select, go hire Donald Trump. See how many recruits we can get. <laughs> start, throwing, start throwing some shekels. I mean, I'm, I'm really curious on if I'm just saying things don't have to be done in a traditional way. Like they always have been before. So like quit doing it that way. Cause we're not winning at doing that. All I can think about, you know, with all these players getting NIL deals and stuff is two off-seasons ago, Tennessee had all this stuff come down on them. They're giving money to kids in McDonald's bags. They're just the pioneers, man. They just got – they were just a year too early. But, like, I think – I mean, Reggie Bush had his Heisman taken for autographs. Yeah. Like – the NCAA is just like kind of a joke of itself now. Now, I do think that, like, I think government officials do want to get, like, a hold more back on college football again. Like, there's no it's, way. It's the Wild West right now. It's pretty oh, it's awesome. crazy. It's crazy. So there's no way that they don't want to do that. But at the same time, like, NCAA, like, just what a huge black eye. I mean. My other curiosity about Jackson State is I wish I knew when Dion was like doing these recruiting pitches like hey I'm going to this like I'm going to go to a big boy school here in in a year or two like just hey you don't have to sit out you just follow me when I go and just kind of do a Lincoln Riley like hey get all these studs here and we'll go we'll go all go together kind of curious if that happens that'll be interesting just to pay attention and see. Well, one of the, one of the other kind of crazy things is like all of his assistant coaches are either like former players or former like NFL coaches. So, if you want to get better at football, who do you want to learn from? Like a Hall of Famer? Like, yeah, probably not. Well, no, I'm I'm just saying like yeah. there's a, there's other benefits to like going with him to Jackson State. I mean, and plus he's already he's going to put if his good players are going to get put on the map. Like he can call like probably half the GMs and be like, Hey, I don't know. They're all going to end up being Cowboys. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry got this guy. You need to see him. But, uh, so that kind of wraps up our, our college talk, but one NFL thing I want to bring up before we, uh, call it a night is, where do you think Aaron Rodgers plays next year? Mm, either somewhere nice and sunny or Denver. Like Denver keeps getting brought up, but I feel like, you know, the Packers were smart and, you know, hey, we got to trade him, so we're going to get something back. But what do you think you can trade Aaron Rodgers for? Like he's probably got, you know, four good years left or something, but is he going to play for that long? So it's right. like, I feel like Denver is going to have to give up some like pretty decent pieces. And at that point, like probably defense, still, 
they'd probably have to give up some like defensive pieces, like Patrick Sertain or something like that. It's like you know, which is why I think the Packers were not smart if they were actually getting offered all that from San Francisco, like before the draft. If they were getting offered like three first round picks, like you got a guy who doesn't want to be here. Like, how do you think this ends? I mean, get what you can now, but they didn't, so. I'm curious, like, or Pittsburgh, if he goes to Pittsburgh. Like, I just don't envision, like, them wanting to trade him in the NFC. Yeah. So. Pittsburgh's going to be tough because, like, I don't think they can do anything, like, with their offensive line is bad. I mean, they need somebody who can, like, move. And, like, Aaron Rodgers can move, but at the same time, like, we've seen him break, like, five clavicles. So, like, you don't want him taking that many hits. But especially if, like, you got to – whoever brings him in has to pay him. Yeah. It would be – that's an interesting thing because then you got Devontae Adams. Hey, oh, he's going to follow Aaron Rodgers, but it's like I just don't see the Packers not franchising him. Like, hey – We've got yeah. Jordan Love here. We need to give him something. You're getting franchised. Yeah. Like, so. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where that I mean, I came from, but it's like, oh, he wants to go play. I always think I always think it's a little bit funny, like, when people are like, oh, he's going to follow his quarterback to this place. No, not if another team's going to pay him more. I mean, like, you got, like, a very finite amount of time to make money. So you take it the biggest contract you can get every single time. Hence, look at Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Man. Hey, bounce back season on the horizon. (laughs) Well, we're closing in here on 40 minutes. I thought this was really good. Cool. First go round of it. We'll, uh, I'll get this, uh, published and we'll see how this goes. We'll introduce it to the league. Hopefully the (laughs) league, uh, likes it, takes a listen. We'll get some feedback, but, uh, I think in general, uh, for the listeners, our typical show is going to be that we do kind of our NCAA matchup highlights instead of doing it in the in the chat. We'll talk about any NCAA news, any trade reactions that the league had in our uh, for that week, uh, NFL highlights, and then NFL news and NFL trade reactions of whatever Nate traded because that guy just trades and I love it. Keep it up, Nate. Um, but I think we're going to try to get together here after the um, combine and, and talk about, you know, what we saw and put together stuff from, you know, this shrine bowl, senior bowl combine. Hey, we got all this information. Where do we, what do we think about uh, people's rosters uh, coming up to the NFL and players that we like in general? But hey, appreciate the time, Jacob, and uh, yep. till next time. See ya. Bye.